let's find out what Flint has been up to. Both of you, uh, make me a constitution saving throw, please. Not again. I, I think there's got to be a character death from these shitty rolls. Here we go. A six. I don't believe it. Oh. Dude, these All right, the inventor rolls. got a 13, actually, so that's better than the two of you. Um, so, Flint, suddenly you feel yourself jostled by something. And you don't remember what was going on. And you slowly regain consciousness. And you realize that it is the inventor shaking your left shoulder. And it feels very strange. And you feel a bunch of pressure on your lungs. But you can also feel that you can breathe again. Sort of. But you're having a hard time. And you realize as you wake up that it's because you are just covered in all kinds of metal machinery and metal pieces from the... the uh, deck of this airship that have just piled up onto the magnet on your right arm and up onto your chest. And the inventor is shaking you and slapping your face. So you wake up to him saying, Flint, Flint, wake up. Uh, what? Uh, uh, what the hell is going on? What are you talking about? You drove us into the goddamn sky. You like, I wait. did not. You did so. I, you're right here next to the organ, and we were going so high, and then what the air the got thin. What the fuck is going on? Where's your friend? I don't know. Stony, Stony. Uh, Stony, you slowly regain consciousness, and you, uh, you think that you're waking up from a dream mm-hmm. where you were out playing with Flint somewhere, and your mom is calling your name to get you to come in for supper, and. <laughs> You're you're hungry, and so you're like super pumped that your mom is calling you in because you know she's making like your favorite thing. Only to realize a moment later that you're waking up on the surface of this ship, uh, <laughs> and you can breathe again. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you two do? <laughs> Flint, hey. Flint, is that you? Wait, hang on. Wait, oh. I think oh, oh. Uh, the magnet, uh, and I'm gonna disengage the magnet. By the way, you each are going to take a gentleman's 26 damage from the, uh, yeah, suffocation. 26. Okay. Okay. Uh, easy. Uh, 26. So, so that's what, 48? Yeah. 48 sounds, left? Right? Yeah. All right. So, Flint, you're not feeling great. No. No, this has been. A terrible adventure. <laughs> Stony's at one thirty-two. So I hit the the magnet, uh, and hopefully I can like sort of crawl out from under the pile yeah. of shit. Yeah, the pile kind of collapses as soon as you do that. You're not super pinned down now that they're not piled up on top of you. Right. Uh, adventure, you, I lo- we looked over and you were like, like uh, fiddling around with those key- the keys and driving us straight up into the sky. I swear to God, I don't remember that. I mean, I'm not saying... I mean, you were, like, kind of zoned out a little bit. I'm not really... You had a weird look on your face, but... I don't... Wait a minute. What's the last thing you do remember? I was down in my lab trying to ascertain some of the properties of that dust that you gave me. Seeing if I could use any of their 
chronological properties in order to help you secure passage of the phoenix that we're going to capture. Flint, you... And then what? Flint, you tell that smart motherfucker, when I'm feeling better, I'm gonna beat the shit out of him! God damn it! Okay, invent... He's kind of pissed. He saw you do it too, and he's gonna beat the shit out of you when he's can breathe properly again. Uh, Stoney, can you give me a pers- uh, perception check, please? Oh, an 18. Now I get a good roll. Jesus Christ. 18. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, You are the first to notice, since you're not in the center of the deck here, you're kind of still off by one of the railings. You're the first to notice, Stoney, that you can now see the tops of trees pretty close. Oh, God. Okay. Hey, Flint! Tell tell the tell that guy we're gonna crash into a tree. Wait, trees? Trees? Uh, I would also. Oh shit! I would like to look and see if we're get if the trees are getting closer. <laughs> uh, yeah, they are. <laughs> you're definitely you're dropping altitude almost as fast as you were gaining. Inventor, it. Uh, can you get this thing running? Oh my god, yes! And he jumps back up. And uh, he can't find his glasses, but he manages to start playing a super atonal bad uh, series of notes, but it it eventually stops the descent. Just as the bottom of the airship starts to scrape the tops of some of the tree branches, and he plays, and he sort of gets situated and gets the ship back up to a safe cruising altitude several hundred feet above the trees. I and was about breathing. to pull out the immovable rod and tell all three of us to hang just on. Just jump on. Just hang on. Uh, and he says, Oh my god, that's the closest I've come to wreck this thing in, like, weeks. Weeks? Huh. Okay. Hey, whoa. Stoney, are you okay? Yeah, I was about to ask, can I see if I can, like, walk down to join them? Or am I still, like, yeah. recovering? Uh, no, you're good. You're, okay. You've sort of shaken it off. I think once you two got oxygen in your brains, you were pretty much, like, back to normal, minus probably a headache. <laughs> and some minor brain damage. That's what that damage was. Hey, we won't see that until, like, later in life. <laughs> Can I walk up to the inventor and try to punch him in the face? It's like Stoney's uh, yeah. pissed right No, now. you can definitely okay. do that. He is... Uh, are you making a sneak attack? You're a rogue. Uh, definitely want to do that. Um, Dude, you might kill him. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want to kill him. Can I? I definitely want to hit him, though. Let's do not. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, are you just making an unarmed strike? Yes. Uh, but I don't. I've never done that before. I don't know where that is. So I think you would just roll. You can just roll a d20 and add your strength modifier. Hey, okay. Um, so while this is happening, can I also. Can I do like an insight uh, to see. Is the professor, like, honestly not remembering, or was he trying to fucking kill yeah, us? Yeah, yeah, make an insight check. Ooh, that's a nat 20. Um, yeah, so, uh, Flint, you can tell that the the inventor is being super straight with you right now. He doesn't remember anything that happened, and you, in fact, with a nat 20, you infer that whatever the fuck happened with Stony and the Lich Dust... Maybe also happened to the inventor, but he didn't shake it off like Stony did. Okay, good. Okay, so Stony is going to walk swing. up. Yeah, Stony, you walk up toward the inventor. Yeah, it's an, it's an eighteen. Um, Eight plus ten. Uh, can I attempt to like intercept that like punch, like 
Yeah. Like, uh, like... Make a deck save for me, please. An 18. <laughs> oh, 18 to 18. Uh, the two of you roll a straight up d20. Okay. okay. <laughs> two. <laughs> a one! <laughs> with a two you win the contest because flint rolls a one because i'm completely just (laughs) useless and so flint you react a little too slowly and stony you sock the professor in the face could you make uh the damage roll for that please it's a i think it would be a d6 seven d6 uh a two that's good that's what i feel like plus your strength oh uh, my strength is a 10. Oh, no, no, so, sorry, sorry, sorry. Is that right? Yeah, no, 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 sorry. The, the modifier is a zero, so just two. Okay, hold on. Oh, so your initial roll should only have been an eight then. Um, oh. But regardless. Um, okay, sorry. Whatever. Flint doesn't react in time to get... Uh, the professor has no armor, and he's sitting there completely unaware because he has his glasses off, so he doesn't even see you coming. So you do manage to punch him, and Flint kind of gets him out of the way of the majority of the damage, and he only takes two damage here. Um, and he looks at you and says, um, ouch. Okay. What the fuck? Hang on, guys. I, he was driving the ship up to the, up to the sky. You saw him. You saw him, man. You saw him. I'm connecting some dots here that I think you guys need to like hear me out on. Okay. Based off of what the inventor said and then what Stoney, you said, it sounds like this lich dust could be, like, completely messing with you guys. I'm not gonna lie. Some e- that, that stuff came from a pretty wild creature. Like, something that... I mean, I'll just tell you straight up. Like, I heard him say something that, like, should have killed somebody instantly. Like, I can't sleep because of it. It's pretty wild. Um, super evil magic kind of thing. Wow. I'm not so sure that we're totally in control in the presence of that that stuff. Dude, that's crazy. Why did you why did you keep some lich dust then? If it was I mean if it was that dangerous. Was, okay. I mean come Stoney, come on. Like somebody would want to buy it, am I right? Yeah. Well of course I've always I've always read about liches and their powers, but I've never actually studied their components before and you could be right. This may be something that I should uh, only study in a controlled setting, like my lab back in the Horn. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably take it easy with that dust there, uh, Doc. I, it's you know, I don't want you to like you know drive us into the sun with this thing. Certainly not. So yeah, let's. Uh, any, anyway, look. All right. Okay, where the hell right. are we? That seems that seems to make some sense. Look, inventor person. All right, I'm sorry that I hit you, but you got to understand, from my point of view, it's like you almost killed Flint. You almost killed me. We, like, definitely took, like, some, I don't know, my head's a little foggy, and I saw you, like, just driving this thing up in the air. So I'm sorry to a certain extent, but I'm not that sorry. Uh, well, I suppose fair enough, but, you know, we're all on the same side here. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Let's uh, look, there's nothing that a couple of punches and like <laughs> suffocation due to driving an airship that can't be settled among colleagues. Am I right, guys? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. For okay. you, Flint. For you. Back 
Right. Hey, we're all good. But what's not good is where are we? That's a um, good question. Yeah, and that's gonna, a good question. Let's consult the maps. I, and I'm just gonna, like, look and see if there's anything I recognize off the ship. Uh, yeah, give me a... Oh, boy. Let's do a survival check. Survival. A 15. Not bad. Um, Respectable. I would say, with a 15, you spot something very familiar. <gasps> you can see, beneath you, that you are passing over a small forest village. Uh-huh. And in that village, Tell me there is a large huntsman's hall, oh. as well as a small tree in the town center. Mm-hmm. And you know it to be Pumpersburg. Oh, oh my god, it is Pumpersburg. Guys, 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 yes. see that? It, 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 that's Pumpersburg. That's Pumpersburg. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, excellent. Then we must not be far then. No. Nice. It's like, it's like very close. Oh, Flint, that's a oh, good call, Flint. All right, here, gentlemen, I, I need to still make the finishing touches on the uh, chronological chamber that we need to store the phoenix in. So if you don't mind watching the controls, just hold her steady if we're heading in the right direction, and I will be I will be back. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm not, I don't know how to play this thing, Doc. I don't know. Just go with your gut. I'm usually making it up as I go. I'm going to whisper over to Flint and be like, dude, the second that he gets that look in his eye, I'm going to drop that motherfucker. Okay? The second he gets that look in his eye. Don't hesitate. Okay. (laughs) Don't hesitate. The second he gets that look in his eye, I will stab him. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, I'm I'm Uh right there with you. I I know you are. I know you are. I know. know. So I'm going to get back on the, I'm going to go on the the, uh, organ. Okay. Um... I'm gonna hit one key. <laughs> All right, make a uh, make a performance finger. check for me. This is not st- your your strength, probably. <laughs> I've got a three modifier on. That's it. not bad. Let's see it. That's oh, a twenty-one. Damn. Oh, nice. Uh, Flint, you find this is actually a surprisingly natural and intuitive system that he's built. Uh, the higher keys tend to increase altitude, with various keys sort of controlling your. Uh, your tilt and things of that nature and releasing certain valves on the gas bag in the balloon. Um, and you pretty quickly get a feel for the controls and just hold her steady heading to the north. So am I uh, going to retain this knowledge throughout the rest of the adventure? I would say so. I think Holy you just learned how shit, to pilot the airship. Be, nice. This is going to be great. Okay. I've just found my next uh, thieving target. <laughs> oh, God. oh, no. I love it. Um, anyway, okay, yes, I'm going to drive this sucker, like, straight towards Call College. Love it. And let me just, uh, montage it for just a second here. So the two of you, um, Stoney sort of helps out on the deck, and Flint, once you get it in cruise control, you help as well as you kind of put things back where they belong. Uh, you gather up your own supplies again. Meanwhile, the inventor is down in the bowels of the ship, and he has safely put away all of the lich dust no more experimenting on that happening he puts it in a locked chest in the corner um inside of a crate full of straw okay and uh he's continuing to work on something that looks sort of like a metal cube um about the size of i don't know it's about two feet by two feet by two feet okay um and he is working away on that and 
Flint, the moment that you see a large opening coming in the forest ahead, the inventor steps back out onto the deck and he's holding this silver metallic box. And he says, I think this ought to do the trick. Does it have any windows? Uh, no windows, but it should contain the phoenix in order for us to transport it, and then we can figure out what else we're able to do with it. Uh, Flint, do you think... I don't think Flint likes that. Yeah, uh, Flint, um, do you think that's gonna work, man? I mean, you have experience with this phoenix. Is that gonna work, or, or no? I mean, I don't, I don't know anything about his, you know, fancy box, but I don't think Jeffrey's gonna like being inside a box with no windows. Hmm. Although I suppose the room he's in doesn't have any windows. But at least the ball that he's in, he can see through. Um, hmm. Windows are I, important, I was, man. Uh, windows are important. Are you able to communicate with this beast? Well, okay, it was like tentative t- communication. It was like sort of like heart-to-heart kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, you know. But his name's Jeffrey, okay? Like, hmm. this, you know, we, it's... Uh, I don't know. Well, Flint, if, maybe somebody hey, is this to... is this your college? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and as you look down, sure enough, you can see several of the buildings from the center of campus. What's it look like? Up. Is it uh, is it pretty like destroyed from the last time I was? Um, it looks like there's evidence of several fires that were put out and sort of left in that state. Hmm. Um, but it doesn't look like everything has like fallen to shit. It's not right. like um. It doesn't look as if the armies of evil remained there and have, like, since torn everything down. How about any sign of, like, anybody scurrying around, you know, like, the center of the college, like, there by, like, the calf or, you know, whatever? Uh, give me a perception check. An 18. Ooh. Uh, you don't really see anybody out and about. It's not bustling that's for sure if there's anything happening down there it's not as if it's like overgrown now and you can't see the the pathways and stuff it's like it looks just like when you were there pretty much right um but it looks largely abandoned okay Uh, well flint you're pretty sure this is the right spot right that place doesn't look yeah yeah yeah. okay this this is the spot i was kind of hoping i'd see some people here but yeah so so Sniggly Rats's lab is like in the north, uh, the northeast part of the campus. So I guess we'll just go up there, and uh, aye, aye, I'll, Captain. I'll, I'll drive the ship up that way. All right, sweet. Um, you fly the airship toward the tower in which Sniggly Rats's lab resides, and as you're flying over the forest, you can see that. The, the like natural parts of the campus appear to be inhabited by more woodland critters than they used to be because there are some places in the outer walls still that are down that you can see. So there is like free passage for the local deer population and those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you do see some movement, but it's mostly just woodland critters that you see. Uh, actually, that's all that you see. Flint, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Uh, you've been here before, right? Like you've been to this college before? Yeah. Yeah, it was like stuck in time. Yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. Like I was yeah. just telling you. Um, I, you know, I don't know if we can confirm this or not. I, you know, my my some of my uh, reporters aren't always as uh, you know, reliable as I'd like. But there are some reports of like a dragon thing. Is there? 
We're not gonna like oh. run into a dragon thing, right? Like that's that's totally ridiculous, right? Like that's that's not true, right? Well, like the last time we were here, my friend Macecor talked to the dragon and like negotiated kind of like a truce between us and the dragon. So I will say okay. the dragon killed me like dozens of times the last time I was here. So there is a dragon, but we were in a time loop, so it did. You know, it did, it was like fine. Right. But we had also stolen a moonstone. So, like... I, I don't know. There I, is a dragon. Ah, moonstones. Yes, of course. Known for their chronological properties. That is, of course, what I've lined this box with. Where'd you get those uh, moon rocks there, guy? Oh, they're just part of my laboratory equipment. Standard issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have, like, a supplier that gets you moonstones from, like, a dragon. Do no, you? don't be absurd. Okay, okay. I mean, well, it's I've just covered all my bases here. I don't want to... Yeah, they're fairly rare in the horn, but I have my ways of getting them. So, like, there is a dragon, but, like, you're, like, maybe on, like, pretty good terms with it? Uh, I mean, unless we go mess with it, I... We should be on good terms. Great. Okay. Just make sure we don't do that. All right. All right. We're good, then. We're good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. So, I'd like to... I'd like to... Just take the ship and put it in front of the tower where Snickly Rats has his uh, research lab. You bring it down for a fairly gentle landing for your first attempt and use the Eulerium anchor to throw the ship into uh, a stationary position. And the inventor looks at the two of you and he says, I suppose I should say good luck. Are we stealing something that's guarded here, or are you just going to walk in and grab something and we're going to get out of here? Because this Wait, place is giving me the creeps. are you not coming in with us? Now, do I need to? Well, <laughs> how do I use this box? Well, you simply open this panel, and he shows you that one side opens uh, with a little spring-loaded door. And he says, um, and safely stow the creature inside, and that way any resetting time-altering properties of the creature will be uh, limited to the vicinity of the box. Um, hmm. okay. I guess we can handle that. Um, I'd like to just go up and, like, tap the box for... Oh, and here. Uh, and the inventor has been, like, rustling through a what looks like almost a fishing tackle box that's just full of little vials of liquid. And he hands you one flint mm-hmm. that has a little cork stopper in it and it's kind of like a greenish goopy looking liquid and he says this will allow you to speak with the creature oh that's dope perhaps that will make this go smoothly dude that's okay yeah <laughs> that's this be like legit super i'm gonna go up and see if he yeah right wa- wa- wants to high five me dude that's awesome man uh when you raise your hand to high five he ducks <laughs> Super hard away from you. No, don't hit me! No, 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 dude, we're past that. That was like a high five, like a nice job, like way to come through in the clutch. Uh, oh, all right. Uh, and he like awkwardly reaches up and grabs your hand and shakes it. Ah, uh, yep. well, I, that kind of sucked. All right. That's my first, first time doing that. We'll have to practice. Mm, maybe, maybe we won't <laughs> anymore. Okay. All right, Flint, we, we should go. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, so walking in, I'd like to answer his question and say, or uh, Stoney's question and say essentially like, yeah, you know, for inform him like, yeah, there's a professor who works here, but like we just kind of walked in and there weren't like any traps or anything. And my plan is to just walk in and go down the elevator and go down the hallway. And on the right is the panel that opens up Jeffrey's little chamber. All right, cool. Um, you walk in and... Good first step. There are several hall... Uh, it's a long, straight hallway. Um, kind of a strange shape compared Wait, to the outside of the I tower. I think it was actually called a level was it an elevator or was it something else? What did he call it? I can't remember. A le- can't levitator. Remember. Levitator. Like yeah, it it was. Yeah, he had a patented word for just yeah the room that goes up and down. Um. So you walk in and it's a long, narrow hallway, surprisingly modern on the inside compared to the outside of the tower. And once again, the the professor's office door is cracked slightly. And you can see a dim light coming from inside, and uh, you can actually hear snoring coming from inside the office. Really? Uh, I guess I'll look back at Sony with, like, my finger over my lips, like, you know, be quiet kind of thing. And Sony will just nod his head. I'd like to sneak up and just look through the crack and see if it's Sniggly Rats. All right, make a stealth check for me. That's a 30? That's pretty good. Yeah, you you do that easily. Um, And you poke your head in through the door and you look in and sure enough, it's Professor Sniggly Rats just sleeping super hard at his desk chair um, with his floppy slippers on and his gigantic thick glasses. I'm conflicted both as a player and I think even Flint is a little conflicted because Sniggly Rats never really did anything. Like he wasn't like a bad dude. I think there's a part of him that actually just wants to ask if we can take Jeffrey, but, oh, geez. Um, I think that the urge to just snag him will uh, prevail, and I'll just sneak towards the elevator. Uh, Stoney, can you make a stealth check for me? Oh, God, yes. Oh, God, yes. (laughs) Oh, Oh, God, God, 20... I just I didn't know. That's pretty good. Didn't know how it was gonna go. Yeah, you're not you're not quite as sneaky as Flint, but uh, you're pretty good at it still. You just have had an office job for a while, so you <laughs> yeah. haven't been out here doing it for a while. Um, but the two of you pretty much silently walk down this hallway that has these strange um, bright lights shining in it, and when you reach the end, um, Flint, you see that the up down room is not actually there on your floor, and the door is closed. Huh. Uh, is it a solid door, or is it like a cage? It's like, uh, yeah, it's like a cage. Can I see if the up-down room is up above us or below us? It is below you. You can see it down at the bottom of the shaft. Are there any buttons around like that, that I remember? There's a lever. <sighs> I'm going to pull Stoney in and say, I'm worried that if we, if we bring that room up here, it's going to make a lot of noise. Like sniggly rats, rats will like wake up. I'm thinking we just throw a rope down and just like climb down there. Yeah. Uh, that probably makes the most sense. Um, 
what kind of relationship do you have with Mr. Snuggly Rats? I mean, he's just like this guy that we met when we were learning about time and stuff. Oh, okay. So not like a great relationship. No, 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 no. I mean, just like, you know, he's just like this guy who like works here. I'm not really sure why he's still here and not with like the rest of the professors that went and like are fighting the end of the world stuff. But okay. You know? Yeah, no, totally. Um, yeah, let's just uh, hey, help me, help me, help me pry this door open. All right, quietly, quietly. Uh, and then like we'll kind of like peel the, uh, you know, like the. I assume it's like an accordion style kind of like elevator, old elevator yeah, door. Yeah, exactly. It's like a collapsing uh, metal lattice, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, make a strength check for me. I got a thirteen. Oh, that was a save. Uh, you're struggling with it a little bit. Stoney, if you want to jump in and help, you're more than welcome. 16. The two of you manage to work together to pry this thing open. It opens pretty quietly. There's just a little bit of creaking, um, but largely fairly quiet. Nice. And there's a couple good spots on this grate or the, uh, like the things that it is fastened to the wall with to hook a rope onto. You've sort of picked out a couple of anchor points if you'd like to climb down. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what I'd like to do. All right, make a sleight of hand check. Let's tie that rope. A 23. Not so bad. On, on that's, a five. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a minimum roll for you. That's okay. Um, you, yeah, you tie a really good knot on the anchor point, and you create a couple of loops for you and Stony to use to belay down into this tunnel. Nice. And then I need the two of you to make athletics checks for me on your climb. A 10 and a four. <laughs> a four. And a 10. Oh, man. <laughs> Um. Oh boy. The bad rolls come uh, back. Stony, it goes slow for you, but you're going first, and you manage to make it all the way to the bottom and stand on top of the moving room cage. And Flint, you are about halfway when you slip, <laughs> and I'm gonna need you to make a deck save for oh, me. No. I'm good at Ooh, those. Nice. Uh, Eighteen. Uh, you catch yourself and give yourself a bad rope burn on your hand, just like a foot from the the floor. For one rope burn damage. Uh, we'll do yeah, we'll do a little damage for that. Uh, it is one, yeah, one. Hey, I'm and the, the two of you are now standing on top of a uh, similar roofed like roof cage over the the moving room, the elevator car, um, and you can see that it, the door down there is open into the hallway and the bottom level of the tower yeah so like can we just like go down there or do we need to like pry pry it open? you're gonna have to pry the like roof panel open sure 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 yeah i'll do that so make that strength check again 14 uh after your embarrassing tumble off the rope you do manage to pry this panel open on your own nice um and so you slip through the panel and stony slips through after you and i'm gonna need the two of you now to make a Perception check, please. Spooky. An 18. And I have a 28, nat 20. All right, perfect. Stony, no sooner have you felt your feet touch the ground in this strange moving elevator car than you realize that there are several dark cloaked figures standing at the far end of this hallway. Oh, no. No. 
You see them before they see you, and you react quicker than Flint. What do you do? Um, <laughs> I immediately uh, just, like, try and lay flat on the ground, like, on my back. Um, with, like, nice. with just, like, trying to make myself as flat as possible and just, like, spreading out, just trying not to be seen. All right, uh, make a stealth check, please. You gotta be good at that. A 20! Oh. <laughs> but, but that's a crit fail, though. crit fail! Um, uh, all right, Flint, you see Stony just dive for the ground as soon as he looks down this hallway. What do you do? Uh, I guess I'll instinctively hide up against a wall. Okay, make a stealth check for me. Oh my god! <laughs> <Nat> 20! <laughs> oh, critical success, Nat 20. 33. Damn. Wow. Oh my god, just look at those rolls. He did a nat 20 on perception, crit fail on stealth, and then I, cr- I, I nat 20'd on stealth. Alright, so, you drop down... Stony immediately sees these figures. Flint, you don't see that, but you see Stony flop onto his back, and when he does, the elevator car shudders for just a second and makes a loud creaking noise. But before anyone else can react, Flint, you have just disappeared up against a column on the wall. You're hidden completely in the shadows, and anyone looking from the other end of the hall is not going to see you okay. at all. Um Stony, they spot you right ah. away. And I'm going to need you all to roll for initiative, please. Oh, no. Oh, shit. I got a 15. I have five, apparently. Oh, my God. A crit- Dude, that is four <laughs> criticals in a row. Oh, my God. And two nat fails. 20, nat, a nat Stony. 20 crit fail. Nat 20 crit fail. Wow. Um. All right. So... First up is going to be one of the cloaked figures. And the first of them reacts and it comes, uh, this figure comes charging down the hallway, holding out a long crooked dagger. And it is going to lunge at you, Stony, on the ground. And uh, you're not really prone since you chose to lay down. <laughs> but uh, you're not in a great position to defend yourself. So. Um, he's gonna have advantage on this attack. Give me one second. Uh, does he have to go past me? Like, do I get an attack of opportunity? Uh, that is probably gonna be the case, yeah. Um, so why don't you go ahead and make that attack before this Is he, but person. yeah, so, so I'm completely hidden, he comes past me. I think if I'm stealth, I get a sneak attack, right? I think so, yeah. So I'm gonna go with the daggers. Um, okay. So that's an 18 to hit. That is going to hit. 76. So, so 15, 19, that's uh, 24. So I guess the damage will be slashing damage. So 24, 27 slashing and one lightning on this All guy. Right, sweet. He's lunging for my friend. I love it. Uh, as he runs by you, you just whip out of the shadows, revealing your position to the other cloaked figure or figures. Mm-hmm. But you catch this cultist unaware and uh, tell me how he dies. Oh, he's like got this, he's like going straight for Stony and doesn't even realize that like I've reached out and just cut his throat. And he collapses forward with his dagger, his crooked dagger, 
and as he stabs towards Stony, already dead on his feet, his dagger lands right between Stony's legs. <laughs> and Stony, you're just looking down at this dagger that just missed your dingaling. And <laughs> dude, that was so close! It almost hit me. Yeah, so close. Hey, in- incoming. Uh, and next up is going to be Flint. Uh, I'm gonna take aim at whatever the next cloaked figure is with my, uh, short bow. Okay, uh, go ahead and make that attack for me. You'll also get a sneak attack since this is a character that has not yet taken a turn in combat. Yeah, loser. Uh, so that's an 11 to hit. Uh, that is gonna miss. Whoops. Uh, okay. I let that arrow fly confidently, but inaccurately. Alright, so you take a shot and it misses, and this second cloak figure, uh, after sort of ducking past your poor shot, is going to charge at you now, and is going to attack at you with a scimitar. And that is a 15. My AC is 15. Uh, if a hit roll ties with the AC, then the defender wins the exchange. Ooh, haha, huzzah! Okay, spell save if creature rolls versus a spell player's DC and ties. The defender creature wins the exchange. This so it's is always good. We defender. need a primer on combat before we get into yeah. Like, yeah, the final battles. Um, Alright, so you, Flint, managed to dodge out of the way of this creature's scimitar as it swings out at you. And uh, that is going to be the end of its turn. Um, and with your passive perception, the two of you, you can see that there is a third figure still standing down in the hallway, but that those were the three that you could see, Stony, when you got to the bottom of the shaft. Okay. Um, the third figure, instead of coming at you, disappears into a small hatch at the far end of the hallway. Oh, fuck. Do I see that? Uh, give me a perception check. <laughs> nope. <Critical> fail. <laughs> you don't. You're super distracted. But Stony, because he had that initial success, is sort of seeing this whole hallway with clarity. Um, sees that happen. And Stoney, it's your turn now. Okay. I'm going to attempt to run at... There's still a second guy with the scimitar, right? Uh, yeah, there's one that's just a, tried to attack uh, Flint, but did not succeed. Yeah, I'm going to hit him with my daggers. Okay, sweet. So, 12 to hit. That is going to miss. <sighs> oh my god, these guys. You had a plus 10 on that dagger. I know! God, damn! That's... Jesus. That's a two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my god. That's well, bad rolls. Uh, yeah. Some really good rolls. Can, can I ask? So there's this thing called Thief's Reflex, and it says when you reach 17th level, you become adept at laying up, uh, ambushes and quickly escaping danger. You can take two turns during the first round of any combat. You take your first turn at your normal initiative, and your second turn at your initiative minus 10. Oh, that's weird. You crit fail. Uh, I know. So well, like, you were last, so you would yeah, you would just go again then if you take a second turn. So yes, excellent. I'm gonna try with my oh, wow. uh, rapier this time. All right, <laughs> you Let's, swing with the dagger yeah, and miss. And then you toss it to the side. You're like, fuck this thing. I was say, <laughs> grab the rapier. Attack. Thirteen. Damn it. It's not gonna work either. God. Uh, thirteen hit. Oh yes. Hey, we know what the minimum is. Oh my god, that was a three. Uh, I know. Um, <laughs> He's getting better. Yeah, One, two, maybe, and three. <laughs> maybe. Um, ha! Six piercing. Does does he get sneak attack damage? Yes. This this guy's engaged in combat with Flint, so you oh. should get a sneak attack as well. So that would be seven d six or eight d six or something. 
If he's level 17. I am. I don't see, Oh, sneak attack. There it is. Then that's um, 96. Yes, let's go. 96. So that's, uh, that's 28 plus 7. That's 35. Plus 6 is 41. Uh, so tell me how he dies. <laughs> um, so I take... Uh, so I miss with the daggers, throw the daggers up against the wall, take the rapier out, and stab him right through through the neck behind him. Oh, got him! And it stops just inches from foot space. <laughs> um, the fuck thing about this is these are just grad students. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're wearing their graduation oh, robes. God. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. You pull out one of their IDs out of their pocket, and it's got a dorm listed. And, oh, shit. Uh, right. Yeah. No, uh, just kidding. Um, uh, Flint, actually, could you make me a history check, please? History? Yes. History starts with an H, which comes after D. I rolled a five. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> Flint, you have a vague recollection of cloaked figures from earlier in your adventure, but you can't really place this, this particular type of person. Mm. Um, but you I remember just we know. we followed some cloaked figures somewhere one time. Yeah, oh. that's as much as you can remember. That's as much as I remember as a player because I wasn't playing Flint at that point. Hello, listeners. It's me, Keegan, your Felicio, here with your mid-roll announcement. If you're enjoying our show, there are several ways for you to get involved with our podcast. The first way is by leaving a rating and a review wherever you're listening. Ratings and reviews help us to be noticed by more listeners like yourselves. And we like to read all the wonderful, well, hopefully wonderful, things that you have to say about our show. You can also head on over and check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash thisishowweroll. Over there, you'll find hours of extra content, including a side campaign, cut content, pre- and post-play banter, maps for you to use in your own campaign, and more. You can find the link in our show notes, and thank you to our patrons, Junior, Johanna, and Mario. Do you have nerdy friends or family members? Why don't you tell them about our show? Word of mouth is a great way for our podcast community to grow. And before I leave you, I have a question. If a tree falls in a forest and no one's around to hear it, does it make a sound? That's all I've got for you this week. So now, let's get back to the episode. Let's check back in with Felosio. All right, so as you walk through, you come out onto an infinite white bridge. It seems to be made of light. And all around you is just darkness that seems to plummet straight down, but also like straight to the side and straight up. It's almost as if you leave this bridge, there is nothing. And maybe you cease to exist or something like that. Um It's super unclear, but what you can see is that where you step through is where the bridge starts. So there's nothing behind you. You can only walk in one direction. Uh, I guess we walk and see if we find anything? Yeah, it seems like there's really not much choice here. 
does our do our voices echo or is it like really muted like a snowy night it's pretty muted they just seem to carry into nothing there's nothing that they're bouncing off of so you can hear each other but only from your voice not any kind of reflection can i like of those sound waves tap my foot on what we're standing on just to get a sense of is this solid or yeah you tap your foot and it feels solid um like you know like a stone like stone yeah yeah or or a, a wooden plank or something yeah it seems solid I, just... I guess yeah let's walk for a while and see where it goes and i'll start walking yep i don't think like in a hurried pace it no. seems like it goes on forever <laughs> it's just just like oh yeah i guess we'll just start walking all right as you walk suddenly your path is blocked by a being made of light and the being has the shape of what some of the religions of Finradel would probably have you thinking it's of as an angel mm. it's like a humanoid figure it's you don't really have any clear view of its face or facial features but it's all made of light and appears to have wings bipedal two arms from what you can tell and it's standing right in the middle of the path in front of you. And it holds up a hand for you to stop. I stop. I will too. Um, hello? Um, the, the creature does not speak to you. Or does not respond to your hello, I should say. But instead, you hear a strangely echoing voice that calls to you. Seeming to emanate from this, like, right in the heart of this creature, not necessarily where you would think a mouth would be. And it says, What do the letter T and an island have in common? I think that'll confuse the absolute shit out of Francis. And he'll just look at Velocio with, like, the weirdest, like, what the fuck kind of look. Uh, uh, I think it's a riddle, and I'm not great at those. T and it, what's my intelligence or my wisdom or whatever? I'm not sure. What does a T have in common with an island? Is ten. Um, what does so it? So it's what do the letter T and an island have in common? Mm. Um, I think that uh, F- Francis would like to ask the creature, "What are the stakes of your riddle?" Uh, the creature does not respond. Nothing's coming to mind. Islands are surrounded by water. They have land. That island was a turtle. (sighs) What do the letter T and an island have in common? How many guesses do we get? You may have as many guesses as you need. Hmm. Uh, Francis, make me an intelligence check Inte- just a regular old intelligence check yeah <laughs> a five a five uh not great um Flosiel, how about you you give me one <laughs> a 14 something that francis said caught your ear as he was as he was piecing it out he said Something about the island that you were on being surrounded by water. That that phrase, for whatever reason, it just like 
jumbles in your brain and it like catches your ear. I don't think we're going to be able to hack our way through this one. <laughs> uh... There are waves? Teas don't have waves. Maybe it's there tea is a to tea drink. wave. <laughs> Isn't a tea wave a certain kind of wave? Yeah. Um. Maybe it's tea the drink. Oh no, he said the letter T. All right, above board. Something, mm-hmm. something about land. <laughs> uh, something almost about water. Almost the, the opposite. Yeah, something about water. You're real close with that word. It's in the middle of. Oh shit! Did you just solve it? I, I did. think you did. Should I should I do it or should Yeah, yeah. So so Francis, you have a light bulb moment and the creature's still standing there. What do you do? W A T E R water. It's land in the middle of water. <laughs> do you want to do it or should I? Me? Yeah. I'm still not getting it. <laughs> Wait, tea, God, that would be such tea, a real moment. The letter of T is in the middle of water, like an island. Is that that's your, your answer? answer? I don't know if that's it. Uh, I don't we, get it. We get as many guesses. Yes, that's our answer. Correct. Correct. You may you proceed. proceed. To where? Uh, the creature vanishes as soon as they say that. Uh, oh no. See, this, this, this is what you get for not being around to teach me stuff. No, I I wouldn't. No, I don't know. I, that, honestly, that one came to me out of nowhere. Uh, give me a perception check, both of you. 13. <laughs> 11. I rolled a God 2. God dang. So there's nothing concrete that you can see in front of you, but you can see now that the back of this bridge is once again immediately behind your heels, so it's moving oh, up with you as as you move forward. <sighs> um, I would say both of you have a sense of doom a little bit that you maybe have to do these, or you're going to get dropped. Oh, shit! Uh, Felosio, maybe we should walk a little more expeditiously. Mm, I mean, I think we kept okay time. Ugh, when is Keldon coming back? It would just be easier to kill him than know these riddles. I hope so, too. I hope he comes back. Um, all right. We keep Let's walking. hurry on to the next one. All right. You walk forward, and another being made of light appears. This one is a slightly pale shade of blue, so a different creature, and it has a similarly echoing voice, and you hear it say... You cannot keep me until you have given me. What am I? Is it, do you think it's something physical, or is it... You may ask three questions. Is it a name? No. Ugh. Well, that's it. Uh, is it something physical? No. Should we ask how many questions we have left, or is that another question? I think that's another one, which would be three, but I also already forget the question. You cannot keep me until you have given me. What am I? Oh, right. Is it a concept like friendship or Or, or advice? Mm, uh, above board, you're close. You're close with that one. Like, closer anyways. Maybe go more, more general. Uh, keep. You keep... 
We're going to need some medieval Jeopardy music on this scene. Or just a lot of cutout. <laughs> Five minutes later. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, this this scene will condense to 30 seconds. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, um, okay, keep friendship, love, um, advice. Um, That's what I said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Is it a secret? You keep secrets. You don't necessarily give them. Mm, what what do you think about um your word? If you you have to keep your word to give it. Um that makes sense to me. Um Mr Nope. Excuse me, blue person, is it word? Your word, correct. correct. You may proceed. And they wave forward on the walkway and disappear. Ooh. I still think advice would have been better. Mm. Um, I guess we just... I don't know. You don't, you don't keep your own advice. <laughs> keep it in a I filing try to. cabinet. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll ju- I'm just going to start walking once that yeah. person disappears. I'll keep walking. All right. Um, give me a perception check again. Uh, 28. 19. Oh, much better this time. So now you can see as you're proceeding forward on this walkway that you are, in fact, approaching some sort of gate. And the gate appears to be made of light as well. Are we dead? God, maybe in this plane we are. Wait, can we be alive in one plane and dead in another? These are just questions that Francis is having in a minor existential crisis. <laughs> He's not as familiar with interplanar travel as Felosiel is. And you've been walking for a few seconds here. You get a little more distance this time as you approach the gate. Oh shit, we're at the gate? I thought I figured that'd be like on the horizon. Oh shit. Uh you've yeah, you've gotten some relatively good distance between each of these puzzles. Or it's an illusion. Of distance. Mirage light asshole land. Um, yeah, we just keep walking. I walk up to it. As you approach the gate, yet another light creature forms in front of you. And this third creature, again with the strange echoing voice, says, If you have me, you will want to share me. If you share me, you will no longer have me. What am I? Sounds like a good bottle of whiskey. (laughs) <laughs> that's so true yeah. if you have me you'll want to share me if you share me you'll no longer have me like an original thought mm-hmm. how if original you have good, of you? If, you if you have an original good idea you'll want to share it but if you share it it'll no longer be original I mean that makes sense might as well go for it we have unlimited guesses right so far as we can tell. Uh, a good original thought. You're very, very close. close. Hmm. What would that thought be if you just kept it to yourself and protected it? An idea? A secret. Oh. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. Who? Me? No, the secret. I don't really like playing games with ethereal magical beings francis you're so smart the creature 
fades and uh, after gesturing that you walk forward toward this gate. Uh, what's on the other side of this gate? Give a perception check for me. Oh, I was asking the ethereal guy. Oh, he's gone. Oh, whoops. They're gone. Hey, a 25. That's pretty good. So looking forward, it seems like there is a great amount of light coming from the other side of this gate. And it appears to be made of this same solidified light, concentrated light of the creatures, the gate itself. And you can see on the other side of it that it almost looks like it opens up into a world of, of light. What do you do? What you gonna do? I'm gonna look to Felosial. Is the gate open, you said? It's closed. Oh, and is the pathway behind us still disappearing? Yeah, it's sort of vanishing as you go. I guess we have to keep going. I guess. But it's not too bad here, right? It's okay. I guess it would depend on how long we have to wait. Yeah. I guess at least we don't have a bunch of people asking us to do stuff. On the other hand, we also don't have a lot of fun things to smash. Yeah. Well, maybe there's something on the other side. And uh, I walk up. So you walk up toward the gate. Um, and again, it's closed. It's like a double door barred gate. And as you approach, you can clearly see there's like a path that leads into this space. Um, you don't see much, but it's like more of the light path that you've been on. And it gets wider and there's no darkness on that side of the gate. It's almost like the gate is like a solid black wall and the gate is going to open up into the white side of this space. So, like, if we get up to it, it doesn't open? It doesn't open on its own. Does it look like a push or a pull? Looks like one or the other. What do you do? (laughs) Oh, boy, you got a 50-50 chance of looking real foolish. I'll push it. It doesn't push. It's a pull. (laughs) But when you pull on it, it opens. I knew it was a pull the whole time. Sure. Just had to loosen it up a little. After you. Okay. I'll I'll walk through. Uh, Yeah, I'll follow. You walk through and you can't see anything for a long distance. It appears that you've walked into a world of pure white space. There's no great light source. It's just all white. And you're walking on a flat surface, and somewhere very far off in the distance, you can just see a speck on the horizon. And your voices now have more of a sound of um, reverberation. Your voices are bouncing off of the ground around you, at least. Um, And possibly some kind of ceiling above you, but you're not really sure. And, like, our feet echo, too? Yeah. Mm. What's that over there in the distance? Um... Maybe more of a black void again. Maybe it's just a loop. But, I mean, again, where are we going to go? We might as well walk towards it. I suppose. I guess I'll start walking. Yeah. Alright, so you walk forward, and as you're approaching this speck, it's growing in your eyesight, and you can see that it's not a tunnel. But it appears to be a desk. Oh, shit. What? Oh, my God. We did die. 
Is that a desk? And give me a perception check as you're approaching. Uh, 25. A 14. Um, Felosial, you are the first to see from a distance as you're approaching with your younger eyes that there is a figure seated at the desk. And they have some kind of quill and appear to be continuously writing. Uh, Fr- Francis, there's someone there. It's like a secretary. Uh, are they writing? Seem to be. What could they possibly be writing about in such an endless void? I don't... I... I don't know. Um, I guess uh, approaching the desk. Okay, you approach the desk, and you can both see the figure more clearly now. It appears to be a human, uh, probably male. Um, They've got sort of typical... Finradellian style garb on and you're watching and the one thing that seems a bit uneasy about the scene is that sometimes it looks like the quill is writing on its own on this parchment Mm. and it appears to be part of a gigantic book that this person is writing in can we read it um why don't you walk up and try give me an investigation uh, four. Um, s- yeah, you, you kind of try to, like, sneak a peek, and you can't really get, like, you're not close enough. You can't read it from where you're standing. Uh, maybe you're feeling a bit cautious. And this is, like, a little square desk on the ground, or is it, like, a big intimidating desk like the one in the Bank of Hogwarts? Yeah, like, yeah. No, it's, like, it's, like, tables. It's, like, a wooden square rectangular table okay. kind of thing. Yeah. Excuse me? The figure pauses for a moment and then looks over their shoulder at you through a pair of dark framed glasses. Oh, like their back is to us? They were. Yeah. Um. Hello? Where are we? Um, and, uh, Francis, while she's talking, can you give me a perception check with advantage since you're so close? A 20. When Felosial spoke, you just definitively saw that this person's hand was not on the quill as it scrawled on this, on this piece of parchment. Mm. Um, the figure turns back toward the page and... You hear a voice say, now that's a very good question. What is, okay. What is your quill writing? Everything. It doesn't seem to be moving fast enough to write everything. Ev- everything as in what we're saying right now? Like conversations or? Yes. Conversations, actions. Is it writing about us? Yes. Is it writing about anyone else? Yes. When they do things of consequence. <laughs> Is this like when fucking Neo meets the architect in uh God, which Matrix movie was that? I think it was. Like I you Matrix know, I've never seen the Matrix movies. Holy shit. There's an never. There's, 
spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen the 1999 classic The Matrix and the 2001 sequel, yeah. Matrix Reloaded. Uh, he comes into contact with the architect who is like, like designed his world or something. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah, and it's essentially just like this. Hmm. Um, is, is there any more to where we are or is, a, do you have a waiting area maybe? Well, as I've been following your story, it seems like this is going to be a waiting area for at least a little while until Keldon comes back. Looks like I'm going to look at Velociel on that. <laughs> uh, who is this? Is this a god? Are you the, the? Oh, well, let's let's not go that far. All right, I'm known as the author. The author of, of what? Everything. Do you have a, a history of all that's taken place? I think everything that you would remember, probably. I don't actually remember that much right now. Well, you're as surprised as I am that we're talking. I'll look at Felosiel. Uh, this is very unsettling. Tell me about it. So here's the thing. I've been writing this story for a long time, and... Here, watch, say something. And he, he holds the book out toward you. I don't want to say anything. And as you say that, you watch as the quill immediately scrawls, I don't want to say anything. Said Francis Fleetfoot. Said Francis Fleetfoot, yeah. <laughs> okay. It, and it scrawls that too. Is this just following us? You, some of your friends, My a couple of other strange non-sequitur side quests. My friends? Oh, yeah. No, but see, I feel like my story won't have the ending. Your story won't have the ending that you want if you already know their story. You're going to have to wait to figure that out on your own. But why? I don't know where they are. She's been separated from her friends and would like to know if they're okay. Well, their chapters are still being written as well. Do you know how it's going to end? That's the thing. I thought that I would, but you can write this book just as well as I can. I can only write my part, and you've been writing your part for quite a while, Felosiel. So as far as I can tell, the ending of the book is going to be in your hands, and your friend's hands. Maybe a bit of luck. I just feel like if I knew what my friends were up to, it could help me write the rest of my story. For you. I can understand why you would feel that way. But you'll just have to trust me on this one. Can I try to take it from them? Yeah. Um, give me a sleight of hand check or something. God, a 13. That's like a Hillsburg roll. It was a 4. <laughs> yeah. You swipe at this book, and your hand goes straight through it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... Th this is probably a strange interaction, but I don't really know how we ended up here. When you got your hands on that sword, I kind of 
miscalculated, I guess. We weren't really supposed to meet, but here we are, so, yeah. Are you inside my head, though? Um, I wouldn't say that, but what I would say, I feel like you're looking for some reassurance. You are in control of your destiny as much as you want to be. Well, now I'm just thinking, like, if we do get out of this this white void... You will. Then I'm just going to be thinking about how there's someone out there who's just watching me all the time and knowing what I'm doing, and that's going to just be in my head all the time. Well, as you can see, and he holds the book open to you again, I didn't write that part. What you just said, what you're thinking... That is completely up to you. Who who are you writing this for? Does a story have to be for someone? We all have stories to tell. You have a story to tell. You're telling your story just as I'm helping you tell it. Is it mainly just my story and my friend's stories? Or are there is it a story for everyone that you do this for? There are lots of stories in this book. And there will be a lot more stories in this book. And there are other books written by other authors. Okay. At the end of the day, though, you control your world. What happens when all of our stories end? Who knows? I haven't gotten to the end of the story yet. Well, you said we control the world we're in? To a degree. Like, controlled how we got here? You've made choices. You've tried things. Some have worked, some haven't. I have faith in you, though. You're on a good path. Your story seems like it's worth telling, and that usually seems to be the ones that make it to a good ending. Is anybody writing your story? Now that is a good question. And with that, he closes the book and stands up. And turns and walks away from you, and as he walks away, he kind of becomes the same light as the creatures that greeted you with the riddles. And then just fades. And as he fades, Felosiel, you hear a voice behind you saying, Whoa, that was a weird one. I think I'll snap back and look at Keldon. Great, you're back. Yeah, that was... Boy, where are we? Nowhere and everywhere, maybe? I've been, uh, I've been pretty powerful for a long time. I can kind of, like, hop from plane to plane, and I can't really take much with me. It's dangerous, but I've never seen this place before. I don't know that this place is anywhere. I feel like... Or... Yeah, it's or weird. Or else it's everywhere, but it doesn't look like anything. If anything... Author, whatever he said, seemed to know, I mean, a little too much. You don't say. He he just said it. So, how was your time in the sword? Oh, we don't have to make pleasantries. I know what comes okay. next. Great. Yeah, great. D- um, the... Where are we going after this? Do you know what you're doing with this thing yet? You know, I think this one seems closer, right? The one before it was the weird taverns, and before that was... It's a long way from Licky Slicky. 
you feel a tap on your shoulder, Felosiel. And the author is standing behind you again. And then you hear Keldon say, Whoa, who's uh, that? Where did you come from? You just walked away. Hey, sorry. Um, I just, I felt like this chapter wasn't quite over. So let me help you out here. And you look and he walks over to the desk again. He puts his, he opens his book back up and you watch him as he scrawls some words down. And Felosio, you're close enough to read them. He writes, This time, after killing the Lich, Felosio cuts her way into the celestial plane. And he then closes the book, that book, and he places it down on his desk. And he picks up a second book from the desk. And could you each give me a perception check? 15. Oh. 13. Yeah, 15. Um, Francis, you... You are just kind of taking all of this in. It's like mind-blowing in many ways for you. And you see the second book that he picks up this time off of the desk has on the spine. It just has like a scrawled title on the spine. And it says, Untitled Space Adventure. And as the author picks it up, he turns and he says, Trust me, I think that's going to take you a little bit more in the direction you want to go. And... You might find some answers there. That's my guess. Again, I don't have all the answers, but I think this push might put you in the right direction. Good luck. But, but uh, you're giving us a book, but how is that going? You know about the sword. Uh, he didn't give us a book, did he? I'm not giving you a book. I just wrote the next... I just wrote one little set piece for you there. I think it's going to take you in the right direction. It seems like, you know what? I think you'll figure it out. And he turns and fades but away. Again. Do I think it or do I say it? <sighs> this time, by the way, when he when he turns and fades this time, his desk and the book vanish as well. Ugh. Did, what, whenever, I, I don't know if I can do a perception check for this. Before the words were just appearing, did he like write this as opposed to like the other words just yes. appearing? Oh, okay. So this was like dictated rather than sort of like just happening. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, I it seemed like. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. I just I I don't know about that guy. Velocio, did you see that? He he wrote those words, whereas the other words, they they were just appearing. Yeah, but the celestial plane. I don't know. I've never heard it. Keldon, have you have you heard of it? Uh, Keldon doesn't look happy. If if an uh, like a super dead looking face could look less happy. Oh, a part of your skin is falling down. Is your face is drooping a little? Do you need that stapled up? Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to frown. Oh, that's on purpose. Oh, I thought yeah. maybe it was just like. No, I don't like the celestial plane. That's where all the gods live. What wouldn't you like that since you act like you're a god? Yeah, they're not gonna let me stay though. Trust me, I've been before? turned away at the gate. Oh, okay. oh, good. Is there a riddle to get in through the gate there? No. Oh, okay. I've never been able to go in with this sword. I'm guessing we can probably just go right in the middle of it. Well, I guess there's only one way to find out. Oh, all right. 
Let's make this quick. But do you think we just think it? What does a celestial plane look like? I mean, it's... What do you think it looks like? Stars? Yeah, it's like sky Bright. stuff. Clouds. Hmm. Sunlight. But to make, like, how do I get there, though, with the sword? Do we just think it? Because the last time I was kind of thinking of back home, but we didn't go there. Well, if if my years on this universe are worth anything, I'd say that whoever that powerful creature was who was just here was writing that down so that it would become inevitable. I have a feeling that regardless of what you're thinking of, our next destination is the celestial plane. It's worth a try. I mean, what's what what are we staying here for? To make you feel better since you don't want to go to that plane. And because I just want to get back to my island. And I want to go home, but what if it doesn't work? Then we'll keep trying. Felosiel, the, the worst case scenario is we end up back in the infinite bars and, I don't know, we sit down and have a pint until we die. Until we come up with a plan. When did I become the optimist in the group here? Are, are you one? I believe that we're going to figure this out. And with that, he points at his own head and he kills himself. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Let's see what happened in Eclipse after Dresden left. Shortly after Dresden perishes, Zoe Moranix is still sitting on the top of the north rim of the crater in Eclipse. She's looking out over the town, pondering, not quite understanding what comes next for her. She looks down into her satchel and says, Oh, Daria, I don't know... I don't know if that was the right thing to do. She stands there and watches as the sky turns overhead. Minutes turn to hours as she contemplates her next move. We jump ahead several days. Zoe has been maintaining her vigil here in Eclipse. Unsure of where to go next, what to do, she really doesn't have a direction, and she's been considering returning to Green Hall, where she knows many members of her community from Call College have chosen to take up arms and to prepare for the oncoming war, and she doesn't feel as if she should return because her task with Matarua is not yet complete, and she feels as if something is left undone. She just doesn't know what it is, and so time passes, and Zoe spends her days exploring the town of Eclipse, keeping her eyes open for any clue, any whisper of what might come next for her, and waiting for Matarua to reach out to give instructions, and her familiar hasn't had any contact from Matarua in the time since Dresden's departure, and she's growing more and more uneasy with what has happened and what has transpired, and her role in Dresden's demise. She's getting an uneasy feeling that Something about the situation is just not right. And we see her 
one evening late after a day of exploring and observing strangers, we see her sitting at the Cactus Spike pub. And the usual riffraff, the local rabble, are coming in and out of the pub as Zoe sits quietly in a corner booth. Having extinguished the candle at her table, she's shrouded in shadow, simply observing, watching for any sign, any clue as to what might come next. And suddenly, she's joined by a stranger, who sits down opposite of her in her booth, and it catches her completely unawares, as the stranger has used stealth to sneak past her. And the stranger does not remove their hood, as they're wearing a deep hooded purple robe. And suddenly, Zoe hears a voice from under the hood. Hi there. I believe that you may know an old friend of mine, and I am looking for him. His name is Dresden Clearstorm. And the woman throws back the hood on her cloak, and we see an adult version of someone that Dresden has seen in a memory. It's his former classmate from the tower, Tatiana. She sits in the bar, now fully grown, with a large scar that bisects her face and travels down onto her neck. And she appears to have one false eye made out of a sparkling gem. Her appearance is jarring for Zoe, and Zoe double takes and slightly sputters on her drink. And she says, I, I'm so sorry, I don't know who you are. I've been waiting and watching. I, I, I need another drink. And Zoe waves to the bartender, who obliges and brings a second round for her. And Tatiana, now with her hood down, looks at the bartender, who looks at her with a look that Zoe reads as either respect or fear or possibly both. And he returns with a tall earthen mug of some sort of clear liquid for Tatiana, who drinks deeply from it as Zoe steadies her shaking hand and takes a sip of her own drink. And Tatiana says, It's all right. Whatever's happened, it's all right. I have heard whispers that you may know my friend Dresden, and you may know where to find him. And at the very least, you may know what happened to him. And Zoe takes a gulp of her drink and says, I... I'm afraid that you've heard correctly. I only met Dresden a short time ago, and he and I share a bond that would take too long to explain, but he's gone. I don't know what else to tell you. He's gone. He's no longer with us. He has gone at the behest of a goddess. He has gone to another place. He's beyond this world. Tatiana looks at her drink and... and contemplates for a moment, drumming her fingers on the glass, and then she looks up at Zoe and says, The Dresden that I knew would never just be gone. I bet he's out there somewhere. Why don't you tell me exactly what has happened, and I'll tell you a little bit about myself. And with that, Zoe and Tatiana get into a deep discussion about their stories and their pasts, and the scene goes dark.
or is that not what you want to have happen? Sorry, hold on. Because I feel... I didn't realize that the cherry in my old fashion had soaked up so much whiskey. Oh, <laughs> um, Cause I oh feel my like, God. Because I feel like Stoney's... It's <laughs> <laughs> like Stoney's... I'm trying to get a good goat scream on here. Oh, we can't hear shit. Could you hear that one? No. No, not at all. <laughs> I like didn't pick it up. Uh, okay, that's weird. Um, well, all right, then we're not gonna have the goat scream joke be part of this. Uh, well, we can. So, I can insert the sound. Um, no, that's okay. I don't think it's actually as funny as I thought it was in my head. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, what did you what did you say to him again? 